What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Caleb is looking for just about anybody. This is where he really is devastating when he starts becoming a maestro. Look out. There it is. Touchdown. Dorian Singer singing his own tune. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the call there goes to Fox Sports as uh, Caleb Williams trying to author a second consecutive Heisman campaign. Um, USC undefeated going into Saturday's game against uh, no longer undefeated uh, Coach Prime and in Colorado. One of the interesting games, one of the best games on the docket for a week five college football Saturday. Uh, Colin Wilson will join us in just a moment to break it all down, but to remind our live audience, Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast will stop by in 20 minutes. Anthony giving us all the soccer bets for the weekend on this football Friday. Brad Evans still to come, our stadium teammate from Live on the Line. Brad Evans will join us a little later in the show. Lockmas still to come, Ken's entire college football card for the weekend, and then the big-ass power hour is on the way. All our NFL bets for week four NFL Sunday. But right now, the aforementioned Colin Wilson joins the show. Colin, of course, does great work for our friends over at the Action Network. His college football betting podcast, Big Bets on Campus, is with our friends Stucky and Brett McMurphy. They all come on our show and support us, so support them and check out big bets on campus and follow Colin on Twitter. A great follow when it comes to sports betting um, at underscore Colin one Colin spelled with two L's. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, happy week five in college football, buddy. Yeah, Happy week five in college football. I am running on like empty right now. I've been watching Ryder cup all night. I've got AEW to watch. I've got some SmackDown coming tonight. I got college football every single night of the week. This we're getting close to the sports equinox of the year. I it's like the greatest time of the year. I apologize to my family. I, it's, the sports gambling is at a peak right now. <laughs> it, uh, it, it absolutely and, is. And, I watched the Ryder Cup wrestling. this morning. Yeah, and and also pro wrestling. But and, and also apologies. Um, I, curious about tonight, Colin. We I know we have some of the bets we want to go over for your card on Saturday. But you know, like I, you know better than I do. Even like how Friday nights work in college football. Like most of them are extremely terrible. And when one of them is even like slightly not terrible, it's awesome. Like wait, wait, a ranked team is playing. Like wait, there's actually something kind of interesting going on on a Friday night. We kind of have that tonight. Utah, Oregon State is a pretty big deal. Looks like Cam Rising maybe won't play Oregon State four and then Louisville NC State Louisville still undefeated this year could be the other two games too with Cincinnati BYU and Louisiana Tech UTEP any bets for you tonight before we go to tomorrow yeah the Utah Oregon State was an underplay for me at 47 and a half it was a play for me at 45 and a half I see one of the sharper books going down to 43 and a half and my question to everybody is when you've had 60 percent chance of rain coming down in Corvallis against two teams that all they want to do is run the ball and pound the rock in between the tackles. And Utah just shut out UCLA's rushing attack last week, and they only scored on defensive touchdowns. How are you not taking it under here? I'm not sure what number where it's like, oh, this is too far. It's gone too far. I think 41 is one of the biggest keys down here, but 44, 43 and a half, I, I just, this is an under all the way to me because both these teams want to pound the rock, but they also average 31 seconds per play. Slow grind. We're going to beat you in the red zone. And that, that is my fear, Ken, is that 
Oregon State is so good in the red zone. They're so good in finishing drives. But the Utah defense is also top five in the nation. So, to me, this is all on the ground, heavy precip, no passing, even if Cam Rising plays. People are just calling, what do we do with Cam Rising on the board? Do you return from an ACL and leave the pocket? No, no one ever does. So I'm not sure it's that big of an impact if Cam Rising is even back. So I, I am sticking with the under here all the way. Uh, strong stuff there from Colin on tonight's uh, Friday night college football game. Colin, let's turn our attention now to Saturday's slate of games. And it is a little weird to see like the noon Eastern game feature Colorado and USC, but that's the world we live in now with uh, with Coach Prime. Uh, Colorado, a 21 and a half point home dog against Caleb Williams and the Trojan uh, Trojans total 72 and a half. Uh, betting thoughts here, please, on USC and Colorado. This is a Colorado bet all the way. Um, listen. I've been spot on four weeks in a row with these guys. Let's go do this again. And the problem is, is that USC is atrocious on defense and passing down. They allow too many of their opponents to score and bust explosive plays when they get them in third and 10, third and 15, second and long. And listen, so I, I, when you look at the advanced stats, you're going to say, oh, USC's defense has improved. Look at the offenses that they face. What, San Jose State moved the ball up and down the field? Arizona State kicked that game within 14 last week. Like, I, I understand the love of Caleb. And do I think they can put 50 up against Colorado? Absolutely, I think they can. I, I'm not sure anybody can stop the USC offense from moving. But if you're asking me if Shadura Sanders, in a primetime spot, with all of Hollywood on the sidelines, and is, you know, all this hype that they have against this USC pass defense, especially in passing down, absolutely the Buffaloes could put up 30 points in this game. UC can't stop anybody. So, yeah, they can keep it within 21. So, 21 half. I told everybody, 21 half is the last number I'm buying on this game. Colin, in the SEC on Saturday, really interesting game between LSU and Ole Miss. If we kind of go by the idea that a two-loss team is extremely likely to make the college football playoff, then this is essentially like a college football playoff elimination game. And obviously, both teams have other opponents. LSU has to play Bama still. Like A&M is still in the mix in the division despite their quarterback injury. But still like a game with really, really high stakes, even if you just care about the SEC and the SEC title game. LSU, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total has gotten bet up. A lot. Maybe you can tell us why. It opens 62 and a half, 67 and a half now with uh, with LSU and Ole Miss. LSU a small road favorite. What do you got here? I projected 71. I, I think there's still meat on the bone here for the over. The, the analytics on the defenses are terrible. LSU's defense has been horrific. Outside the top 100, tackling, coverage, quality drives, 120th in finishing drives. If you're listening and you don't know what those stats are, it just means that everybody is driving down the field and when they get into scoring position, they're scoring touchdowns, and the LSU defense was supposed to be better than this. And I, I think Ole Miss is going to win this game outright. But from a financial perspective, where I'm going to throw my wallet, the over, it, I'm still betting 67 and a half. I got, I, I took this all week. I would still bet it over up to 70. But as far as the side goes, this is your live betting trade game of the decade. You're going to get plus seven on Ole Miss at some point. You're going to get plus seven on Ole Miss. Uh, I'm sorry, Ole Miss and LSU at some point in this game, because it's going to be back and forth, because both of these defense, think about this. The two-lane offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage against Ole Miss. So the trenches are bad. The defenses are bad. A lot of points. In the end, Ole Miss is going to win out here. Uh, but I'm definitely live trading the side, and I'm betting the total over. 
You better you better here with Nick and Ken. It is a phenomenal football Friday. We're talking college football for the weekend with our pal Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Colin on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. Uh, we'll hit some of the bigger games on the board in a second, but for our newer listeners and viewers, maybe on Stadium, like you don't have to bet on all the big games to make money. Uh, I know Colin has a play in the Troy-Georgia State game. Money is money no matter what game you bet it on. Uh, Colin, what is your play for Troy and Georgia State? I think what I should say at a high level before I dive into this one, please pay attention to strength of schedule because there are teams that are undefeated and they look really good, but their strength of schedule is outside the top 100. And Georgia State fills that narrative. They're 124th in strength of schedule. Everybody saw them on primetime beat Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina has taken a step back. They don't have the same head coach. They're not calling the same offensive plays. All that team that we fell in love with in Grayson McCall in the pandemic, it's gone. It's over. So Georgia State, 124th in strength of schedule. Troy is a massive passing team going up against one of the worst secondaries in Georgia State in the country. And I think one thing that people get hung up on is, like, Troy's been terrible at passing. Okay, let's quantify that. Gunnar Watson threw 10 turnover-worthy plays against Power 5 competition. In the other games, he was just as good as he was last year. He's coming down a notch and and, and who he's facing here with Georgia State one of the worst secondaries in all of FBS football, you're, you're absolutely hammering Troy here. I've hammered it. It's in all my round-robin parlays. They're going to win this game outright. Colin, we can kind of look at some of the other bigger games or some of the playoff contending teams that are going to play. I know one of the bigger games next weekend, so not tomorrow, Red River between Oklahoma and Texas, obviously always a huge game every year. So this week we sort of have like the game before that game, and each team, Oklahoma and Texas, finds themselves like a really big favorite over another Big 12 team that maybe they're not supposed to handle, but like are kind of supposed to win comfortably. So Texas, I think it is like 15 and a half, 16, 16. Uh, against Kansas, who's gotten off to a really good start this year. And then Oklahoma is about 19 against uh, their old friend Matt Campbell, who once pulled an outright upset as like a 40-point underdog in this game. So Oklahoma 19, Texas 16. Could you see either of those teams in trouble tomorrow? I definitely can't see it with Texas. I think Texas is absolutely going to roll here. Don't don't think that they have overlook here because Sark has just been flashing that Kansas victory over Texas a few years ago before he became the head coach. Plus, the handicap on Kansas is, is does your defense react to all that motion that Lance Leipold puts in with Jalen Daniels, all that pre-snap motion? It's, it, it's, it's trying to trigger the defense to tip their hand on what they're doing in coverage. Texas won this game 55-14 to 14 last year because, A, they don't tip their hand on what coverage they're showing, and, B, they tackle in space, which is what Jalen Daniels likes to do, is get outside the tackles and let Kansas run wild. So I think Texas is going to roll here. I'd happily lay the minus 16. Oklahoma is a different story here. Uh, Iowa State found a pulse on offense last week. Iowa State's running more 12 and 13, which means two and three tight end sets. That's a problem for Oklahoma. They're a little bit thin on the linebackers. They're a little bit thin in the secondary. They've had some games, especially against SMU. They had like six punts in a row. This, this Oklahoma, I'm going back to the whole thing. If your strength of schedule, this, this is week four, week five. I'm sorry, this is week five. There are strength of schedule teams that are so poor, but they look great. Everybody in the public thinks they look great. Oklahoma's one of them. Let's see what you can do when you have some real competition. I don't think Oklahoma covers the 20, the 19, whatever the numbers have on the board. That's a pretty interesting thought there. It is, it is possible that uh, 
that Oklahoma will uh, will make an appearance in Lochmas a little bit later in the show. Uh, Colin, I want to ask you about Washington and just when you think this thing comes to a stop. They play Oregon in a couple of weeks. That'll be uh, their next game after this week's game against Arizona. By a lot of statistics, and maybe this is where your strength of schedule comes into play, by a lot of stats, maybe like the best team in the country up to this point in the season. Now, obviously, a lot of that is kind of who they played kind of just like a seems like another walkover game 18 and a half 19 at Arizona late Saturday night what how do you assess like what Washington is so far and what maybe we can expect toward the end of the season well I don't know who these groups are that these these services that come out and say we're fading Washington this week like there was so many people on Cal last week and I I couldn't figure it out like why is the point spread moving the other way why is it dipping below 21 and then Washington comes out and just runs them out of the building with their pass game. Like, they are an absolute machine. And if you can't stop it on defense, they're going to post as many points as they possibly want. So when you look at Arizona, they're 116th in coverage grading per PFF. And you got to look at the offenses that Arizona's faced so far. Northern Arizona, Mississippi State, UTEP, and Stanford. That is not exactly killer's row here. And this goes back to the fact that you got to look at strength of schedule. Washington is... You know, wh- whoever they played, whatever. But Arizona is at like 116th in average strength of schedule for offenses that they face. Plus, we don't know if Jaden Delora is going to play. He was seen in a boot on Tuesday. The day-to-day Jed Fish won't let up what's going on here. I-, I get it. I think everybody wants to be cute, put out service releases. I-, I understand all that. But let's look at the facts. Arizona doesn't play any secondary, any coverage, and their quarterback is not going to play. So I am not fading Washington this week. Uh, Colin, let's do Notre Dame and Duke here. Notre Dame, a five-and-a-half-point road favor, coming off like the, the soul-crushing loss against Ohio State at the end of the game last week. Notre Dame, a five-and-a-half-point road favor, total 52-and-a-half. About 60 seconds for this answer, please. Notre Dame and Duke, any plays and thoughts here? I'm going to be way shorter than 60. This is a game where I'm just not going to touch it when it's in a dead zone. If it's at six, six-and-a-half, seven, I'm interested in Duke. If it's lower than five, I'm interested in Notre Dame. This is a grind. Both these teams are going to show up. They're going to go head-to-head in the trench, and they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible because that's what Duke does on offense, 56% rush ratio. And Audrick Estime should have luck against a Duke defense that's 99th in defensive rushing success rate. I don't see any passing going on here. The defenses are too good in the secondary. So I would just use those boundaries. If you see five or less, take Notre Dame. If you see six and a half or better, take Duke. Colin, final question here, about 30 seconds to go. Any other bet, any game that we have not yet discussed that you love coming up this weekend in college football? Oh, boy. I had a wrestling bet for you, but I'll save it for next week. Uh, let's, let, let's go deep here. Um, let, let's put one out there on San Diego State and Air Force going over the total. San Diego State is terrible in the trench. Air Force is going to run all over that. San Diego State's going to get outside the tackle with Jalen Maiden and throw and scramble and score. They're going to get over that total, so go ahead and take San Diego State over. Uh, what's the uh, what's the wrestling bet? We have like thirty seconds. It's a, it's a huge. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I I think that we're going to have to we're going to have to back. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm blanking. Oh my God! It's a, it's a WWE bet. 
I'm going to have to pass this time. I'll bring it to you. I promise I'll text it. I'll have it ready for you next week. I, I was going to say, like, if I had been watching, I would probably be able I would be able to let you yeah. know, like, what it is probably. I have not been watching. I can't watch during football season, unfortunately. So that'll be a tease to the audience coming up next week. A big-time pro wrestling bet, courtesy of our pal Colin Wilson. <laughs> Colin is on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin with two L's. The podcast is Big Bets on Campus with Colin, Brett McMurphy, and Stucky. Be sure to check it out. And Colin's work over at the Action Network. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Best of luck with the bets this weekend. We'll catch up with you next Friday here on the show. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next week with some wrestling bets. Our pal Colin Wilson joined us here on the show. I love that. He's like, I got a wrestling bet for you. Well, what is it? I'm well, not sure. It? Oh, I, I, I've been there. Oh, it's just the worst. You're like, I just, I, 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 I'll oh, talk to you next week. We're at, we got to right. go. We're out of time. Uh, on the, and that's a Tony Schiavoneism. That's a good job by you. On the other side, we will transition from football to football. How about some soccer winners for the weekend with our friend Anthony Debundo?